Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to A Conversation with Wisdom, the podcast. My name is Daniel. We're here where we talk about all things spirituality, mindset, and success. Yo, what up, everybody? This is Mikey. We will be conversing about topics that you can apply to your daily life and that will bring you value to your mindset and spirituality that will set you up for success. Man, so how's your week, man, Mikey? What's going on, man? Man, it was great. It was great. Went out of town, went up north to Fresno. Mm-hmm. Want to go celebrate my cousin's birthday, my sister's birthday up there. Mm-hmm. They live in a beautiful ranch. So they have horses, animals out there. So I got to ride one of the horses, go around. It was fun, man. Very peaceful. Mm-hmm. I'm scared of horses, bro. So I don't know how you... <laughs> I'm scared I love horses. horses. I'm scared of horses. Since bro. I was like six years old, I've been riding them. And um, even though when I was riding it, one of them got a little, got a little upset. And I thought it was going to throw me off, but oh, hang down tight. Hang on tight. Yeah, I don't know, man. I can't do horses, bro. Like, it's, they're, they're, that animal, I just, I don't, they're beautiful animals, but I just don't trust it, bro. Like, that yeah. that thing just seems like it'll buck me off, and it's it's a wrap for me. There are horses that can do that. It's got to be, you got to talk to them. Yeah. So, let's talk, let's dive into our topic. Um, man, I, I really think this is an interesting one, and I, I guess I'll, I'll start out by asking you. So, where and when... Did you get the representation of what a man is? You know, like at what age or, or like what, like who was that representation to you? I have to say like in middle school, I don't think I had someone that, that I looked to that defined what a man is for me yet, but more of just the idea in my head that I created. And that was in middle school. So, you know, in middle school, for me, at least, you know, in my point of view, it was about, you know, who, who can get the most girls, who is the funniest, and, you know, not to get explicit, but, like, who was an a-hole as a kid, as a boy, mm-hmm. you know, that was, like, who the man was, like, whoever gets the most girl, whoever's, like, the funniest and also, like, a, like an a-hole person to somebody. Because everybody liked those type of people, mm-hmm. at least those type of kids, teenagers. Mm-hmm. So that was that was for me the idea. I was just like, and so it was kind of like put me in, put me in a little level of stress and anxiety. Like, do I fit in? Am I like manly enough for a teenager yet? You know. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, for me, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's that's what that's what like what the idea and like what the representation of, of, of like what a man was to me. And I remember when I first saw him in Conan, right? And he was just like this big swole dude and I was like, bro, like that's what a what a man is, you know, like that's what it's supposed to be. And um, you know, it's interesting, like I had I had dealt with a lot of body image issues, you know, and going through high school, it was like that's what all that's all I did was was lift weights. And I was obtaining to try and be this, you know, certain, you know, uh, image because I thought that's what a man was. And if I didn't look like that, I would actually shame myself and I would actually beat myself up because I didn't look a certain way, you know, because, you know, that's what my representation of of, of what a man was. And that same uh, image, I feel, was reinforced a lot throughout my household. Um, my dad was was big into bodybuilding 
in the 90s and 2000s. So that kind of reinforced the idea of what a man is supposed to be. You know, this big buff dude, you know, who doesn't really talk about anything, is kind of tough, you know what I mean? Doesn't talk about yeah, his emotions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that that's what the representation uh, was, was given to me, you know. Um, I have a few family members that were kind of in the same line, you know, of... You, know, you have to be you have to be an asshole you know you have to be you have to be a you know a womanizer you have to be this way you have to be that way and that's what a man was and it was really confusing because i felt like i personally didn't feel like i was i was those things you know but if i didn't become those things or if i wasn't you know um trying to be like everybody else you feel alienated you know and you and, and you just want to be you know uh appreciated you want to feel like you're a part of something yeah i feel you on that too man i think that was one of my anxieties as a teenager if i fit in enough mm -hmm. you know um, growing up i mean you always want to hang out with a cool crew or the cool people feel cool you know yeah and going back to what i said now after hearing you the people that i was surrounded with gave me that influence of what mm -hmm. a man is mm-hmm and, you know, you, I think for me, it was just trying to fit in. That's why I would want to do those things, even though I wasn't good at it. <laughs> but, you know, like it was a stress point, you know, at a teenager. And then also in high school, different point of views change. And, you know, for me, more it was like towards where you were too, like lifting, getting like muscle wise bigger. Mm hmm. To show off the muscles to the ladies because mm -hmm. that to me was like manly enough yep i thought that's what girls want mm -hmm. and also like playing sports you know even though i did love football i played it because i loved it but try to do other things to fit in more you know yeah. and still womanizing you know still thinking like i have to be a womanizer you know to get the attention from people to be man like oh man that guy's the man mm -hmm. you know that quote that guy's the man Oh yeah, that guy's the man. Like and and it and I remember now that we're talking about it, I remember when we were younger, it was like um just like you were saying, it it was always like the kid that was mean to everybody, you know, but that dressed really good and that was kinda like uh he had this bad boy image, you know, and a lot of us as 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 boys, like we see that growing up and it's like, you know, we see all the attention he gets, right? And it's like we just really want to be accepted. So we think that okay, it's oh we need to be like that. You know, and we see our peers, we see everybody around us doing what? Doing the same thing, you know, even though like personally, I'm like, I don't want to be like that, but I'm looking at it and it's like, that's what's accepted. You know, that's what's getting the attention from certain people, you know, because that's all we really want is just love and attention. It's like whoever can sag their pants the lowest is the man. <laughs> whoever had the, you know, I think in our in our era of high school, whoever had the coolest hairstyle, because remember the big hairstyles? Yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah. girls would be like, oh, he's the man because he's got that. And I'd mm -hmm. be like, yo, really? Like, that's what you girls look for, you know? Mm -hmm. So in a sense, too, like what women would say around me or girls around my, my age at high school also influenced me, like, would maybe make me double think, like, man what do I have to do to fit in to be the man, to be like a man? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, which 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 comes into our next question, which is like, am I man enough? You know, like how how many times in your life have you have you got to that space or ha have have you questioned yourself? A lot of times. Yeah. 
And till this day, I still question myself, but I think for more good reasons than before. Because now that I look back and I'm like, man, I did it for the wrong reasons, trying to be the man or try to be someone that I'm not, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I'm, you know, I'm old enough to realize, you know what, that wasn't it, but we went through it. We live and we learn. But, you know, I stressed a lot about it in high school and even after high school, once I graduated, too. Like, I'd say from 18 to, like, 25, I was like, yo, what is a man? Am I manly enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, am, like, am I upholding... Um, you know, the standards of what a man is supposed to be, you know, like, like, am I doing that? And I don't think as young men, we're really given an outline of how to be a man or how to how to grow up and, you know, um, just be be, you know, be a healthy and non toxic man, I guess, yeah. um, and have, you know, non toxic behaviors. But yeah, the am I man enough? Like, um, I know, for, for me personally, it was like when I would get in these spaces where I would feel overwhelmed with emotions, you know, or I would feel depressed or I would feel sad, like I would beat myself up because it was like, oh, you're not being a man, you know, like because men is, are given the stigma where it's like we have to bury our feelings and we can't talk about things, you know, and I would question myself because I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling like shit and I want to talk about things, but that's not being, that's not being quote unquote a man, you know. I feel the same way, man. Mm -hmm. I also felt like if you expressed your feelings, in high school, oh, okay. you'd get bullied about it. Yeah. And it, you'd have to stay quiet, mm -hmm. you know? And if you even express your feelings to a girl that's your friend, she might even spread the rumor and then it just becomes this whole chaotic thing. And then now everyone's knowing how you feel and then making fun of you. This mm -hmm. is like a lot of anxiety. And then it causes stress like, oh, man. Don't open your mouth. Stay quiet, which I do feel like some some men have dealt with that before too. You know, just um, it's really hard to bring it up and speak it, speak about it. You know, it's a tough, it's a tough um topic. You know, one question I do have to ask you: that point of view you had of what a, is a man for you, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, that did that ever change, like? You know, from middle school to high school, high school to, you know, after you graduated or, you know, or has it always been the same thing to a certain point or? Yeah, like, so I think as my consciousness changed, my idea of what a man was supposed to be changed. You know, it wasn't it wasn't so focused on the physical appearance and like your outward appearance and it more became an internal thing, you know, like because in high school um, I was all about appearance. All I did was lift weights, DJ, and just try to dress good. You know, that's that's what I was about. And I was not, you know, we weren't taught about being mindful or, you know, like personal development in high school. We didn't know none, nothing about that. So, you know, I had really thought that, you know, my physical outward appearance was the most important thing, you know, and I had put all my time and effort into that. And I think it started to change when I started to get into personal development and, you know, I started to go seek therapy and I started to you know, go internal. And then that's when my idea of what a man is, you know, I think kind of shifted, you know, just Do you seek therapy as in like, go get like mentorship advice, or you actually want to go see like a therapist? Oh, I was I, I was in therapy from 21 to, wow. to 
just a few months ago. You know, like I, really? I, I still go pretty continuously. Yeah. Um, that's that's a part of how I got on this journey, you know, was just because, you know, like what my representation of a man was, was was very shallow, you know, it was very empty, you know, and in the moments that I uh, when I would have rough patches in my life, I didn't know how to handle those things. And it was because I was focused on all the things that don't really matter. You know what I mean? And yeah, so so therapy and all, you know, not just therapy, but reading and exercising and just learning all these other things really helped me uh, shift my focus, you know, on, on what a man is. And now what a man to me is, is, is different. I think it's based on values, you know, and how you show up in the world. It's, it's how you treat people. It's, you know, sticking to your word. It's, um, you know, not reacting. It's thinking, you know, um, being able to communicate your emotions in an effective manner. Um, yeah. And, you know, so I, I think it's changed a lot, man. That's tough. I didn't know that about you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Something new I learned today about Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, you know, I, you know, men, I think, especially at an older age, I'm going to assume after like 21, they'd start to deal with more like more emotional problems. Mm hmm. And, you know, at least for me, I know I dealt with it too a lot. I didn't like see a therapist, but I won't lie, man. I had a couple times that I break down in my room. Yeah. I was someone that, you know, I'm a person that has a lot of pride. Not egoistic. I was, but now that I've controlled myself, I can, I'm not egoistic. But before, in a way, you know, I'd get mad at myself start literally crying just like damn because you know if people weren't accepting me you know then you know i would double think am i what's wrong with me so then that's i'm dealing with that mentally and it's just affecting me in a whole whole different level and, you know making me become an asshole to people and for unnecessary reasons like not controlling my emotions and just taking upon Taking it upon other people when they, I shouldn't have, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, do do you do you feel what I'm saying, bro? Yeah, no, like like, I I was I was very much there too, you know, and and the, just like we were talking about earlier is is like with men, we're not given the space to talk about our emotions, you know, and what I've come to find, you know, in, in my personal journey and working with certain with people, working with certain people is, especially men. Once we're given the outlet to really speak about how we feel and, and are given the space to really talk about our feelings, we can think a lot clearer, you know, and a lot of that anger and that rage and that, you know, sadness that we that we endure is pent up emotions that we've had to bottle up for all this time because we have to fit into this idea of, of again, what a man is. It's like you have to suck it up, you know, and when you feel a certain way, you know, because of all the conditioning, you know, prior you know, like middle school, high school, um, you can, you, you feel shamed. You feel ashamed when you feel those emotions, when you feel sad or you're upset, you know, like you, you tell yourself, I shouldn't be feeling this, you know? So I get it, bro. And I was definitely there and I, I did not know how to communicate at all. And again, that's why I did go to therapy was to figure out how to, I needed someone to talk to about these things. You know, that's all I knew. I didn't know what was wrong. You know, I just knew I needed to talk and it was, it was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life, you know, because I was able to get things out 
and articulate things that were wrong with me, you know, in a space that I wasn't judged. You know, I can't go to my boys and talk about this. You know, they're gonna be like, bro, suck it up, bro. Like, just come on, let's let's go out, let's get drunk, let's forget about it, you know? And it was a lot deeper than that for me, you know? And I would I was also very angry, you know. I was I was a very toxic person to be in a relationship with, you know. I get it. So I, I feel get you it. on that. You know, <clears throat> I didn't have a therapist, but now that I think about it, I had that one friend that started as my neighbor mm-hmm. and became my coworker because he hooked me up with my first job after nice. high school. And then, and they obviously, we'd hang out because we we're neighbors. But I will say this: like, I could never talk to my boys like I talked to him. And he was much older than me. Like, he, I think he has like twelve, thirteen years old. I mean, like he's older than me. Mm-hmm. But he was like, now that I think about it, he's like my therapist too because we got to a certain point where in our relationship, our friendship, now it became like brothership. And he's a very wise person. And with him being so much older, he was able to understand me a lot more. Yeah. And was a, able to put me at ease and give me more advice and to like deal with things. And I, he's one of those people that, you know, would get in my, not get in my head in a bad way, but more like he understood and saw how I would be acting. And he'd ask me for what reason. And he kind of like, was shit on me like yo you can't be like that man. yeah you're not being mindful you know your your emotions you're 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 angry at something that happened outside right now and you're taking it upon me or you're taking it upon where you're at the work the workstation or wherever it might be at you know um but it is tough i would say men out there you know like i think it's good to express yourself mm-hmm that's why it's very important to find those people around you that you know will give you support and understand you. Don't hang out with people that don't support you, don't want to listen to you, or just give you shit all the time because of how you feel. Mm-hmm. Like, stop being a B because this and that. Like, no, man. Like, if they're doing that, well, it depends what it is. But if it's about your feelings, I think, you know, you got to really cut that person off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If I, th- I think everyone is, is you know, it's... If you, everyone has emotions and, you know, especially as men, like you're, uh, you're validated to feel certain things, but you know, you should never feel ashamed of feeling things. And, um, I, I think that's what we're trying, you know, I know that's what we're trying to create here, you know, a space where men can come and talk about these things because, you know, I, I think about, you know, when I was younger, I think about like, you know, being a teenager, if I was given the space to talk about these things, you know, like in a really positive manner, how how different would I handle things and would have handled things, you know, in, in a better in a better headspace? And um, yeah, like I just I feel like as men, we don't have that space to go and talk about it. And I think that's something that we need to see more of. You know, don't you agree? Yeah, man. Um, at this point in my life now. I realize at least my what I value of what a man is is now having good morals and good values. Um, you know, over doing personal development has made me realize, like you know, being mindful to me is like is what a man is because you're actually you're a man is to me is someone that can handle the problem in the most coolest way, not exploding. Not raging about it, 
you know, not fussing about it all day and every week or the whole week, you know, um, because I mean, there's still some, some guys out there, some men that, you know, that's still like, can't come, that can't cool their composure, you know? And, you know, once you start to have a good feel for energy, you know, you kind of, you can tell that person is like going through some stuff maybe. Mm-hmm. And they just don't know how to handle it, how to express themselves to ease themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think once you, once you learn how to really control your emotions, your life changes, you know, and you'll start to like, just things become easier because you're not reacting all the time, you know, and you'll see that, you know, a lot of the reactions that, you know, we, um, that we have are, are not even from what's happening right now. It's from past things. It's the stress that's built up in you, you know, over time. And again, because we don't have that space to really talk about it, you know, it's, it just builds up and it becomes, and it becomes this nasty cycle of, of me not saying anything, you know, and I know this with a lot of men, something will happen. We won't say anything for weeks and we'll let things fester and fester and then small things start to happen and then oh, the smallest little thing could be out of order and I'm blowing up over it and I'm ruining everyone's day because I didn't talk about the one thing that bothered me a long time ago you know uh, you, you know I have to we have as men we have to be honest with our emotions right um we're always so quick to judge mm-hmm. you know the women we always say women are emotional but we never take the time to think for ourselves. Like, actually, we're pretty emotional too. We're very we're right there with them. Very emotional, you know. Which is fine because, you know, we we're not perfect. Our minds are very powerful. You know, like emotions of, and our minds can just strike us with lightning. You know, one negative thought becomes multiple negative thoughts in the, in the quickness. Yeah, and so like. You know, we got to control our emotions. We can't let that bring us down. It is, it's like a champagne bottle. We're like a champagne bottle. You shake it so much, and then you're, when you're tired, you get popped open. All the anger just comes out of you, and it doesn't come out slowly. It just pops right through. All the pressure. You know what I mean? Because we've been holding it. You know what I mean? It's good to go talk to somebody, express your feelings. Yeah. Shout out to my fiance. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, f- I feel like women, they're, they're, they're way better with their emotions. They're way better. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Like they're way better. They, they, you know, I'm not saying that women are perfect, but you know, they, they definitely have a better hold on emotions than we do. Cause it's like when we, I, I like, I remember I used to blow up and I would just see red, bro. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be thinking. And then afterwards I would think like, why, why did I do that? Like, why did I do, you know, like, why was I so stressed out about that? And why did, why did that for that hour or whatever I was mad, why did I allow that to just overtake my whole day? And it comes back to like, is that what a man is? Does, does a man allow anger to ruin his whole day? No, he doesn't. You know, he thinks, feels, you know, takes the lesson and then tries to move on. But, you know, I wasn't taught that way. I was, I was taught to just be quiet, deal with it and just move on. You know, exactly. You know, um, I do also feel like men always have to be like the number one person. Oh, yeah. In everything. Yeah. Whether in a relationship, you know, um, I'm sure the the ladies feel this way where 
the guy just has to make all the the choices, the decisions. ultimate decisions of what they're gonna do for the day or the week mm -hmm. or no, this is the, the way we're gonna do it, you know. And that to me isn't a man. You're in a relationship. You're in a team. Yeah. You gotta both work together. You know, I've seen it in that perspective too, where. And I still have homies, too, that think they have to be the one in control. And I'd be like, yo, chill out, homie. <laughs> chill out. It's a team thing. Yeah. So so who, because you're engaged, right? Yes. Yes. Congratulations. Shout Thank out you, to sir. your fiance. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so who gave you the representation of a healthy male in, in, in a healthy relationship? Like, where did you first see? Because I know with men... Like from, I, I can't speak from your perspective. From my perspective, I've seen a lot of toxic males in relationships, right? Treat their women bad. So when, when, when was the first time you saw a man treat his woman in a healthy way and were like, you know, a light bulb go off? Like, oh, damn, like, that seems. There's so many, like, there's so many people. Mm -hmm. Well, I wouldn't say like so many, but it was like three or four people. What was the light bulb? Like, what was the thing that would like just changed you? I think having a conversation with one of my best friends, his name is Noe, Noe Toledo, shout out to him if you're hearing this. Uh, me and him would always hang out a lot in our, you know, in our 20s and, you know, still we still talk. You know, we would talk about our relationships and we would, we would confess to each other like how bad we were. And then it was literally having a talk when we were both single and having like a confession to each other, like, yo, the next woman we date or, you know, we have in our relationship, let's treat them better than how we treated girls in the past before. It's amazing. Yeah. It was really coming down and he, he admitted it. I admitted it. So it was like a good, you know what I mean? Like that was, he's my homie. He's my brother. We'll be far away right now. He's, he's in Texas. Hmm. We don't have these talks anymore. But I know he's good. He still hits me up once in a while and be like, yo, I'm going through this and going through that. Mm -hmm. and give, give him short advice and he takes it. I take his advice too. Mm -hmm. So it's really, you know, comes down to, like I said earlier, having that, that friend or friends maybe that really listens to you and is honest with you and you're honest with them too. Yeah. Yeah, that support that support system for anybody I think is, is super important. I, I and then I want to mention my my other good friend, my neighbor Francisco. He was too. He's always very calm, very wise. I don't ever think I seen him get mad in front of his woman. Never. Dang. And not I don't even no. Never. And even then the one time he did get mad at his woman, he confessed to me like, "Yo, I got mad at my lady." But for a good reason, but I still feel bad cuz I've never done that. Mhm. Mm and the other one special too is my um my um aunt's husband. He's like a grandpa to me. <laughs> he's so funny. You know. Um he's not with us anymore. Rest in peace. But um every time my aunt I call her grandma too, she um would get mad. She had her moment and my grandpa would just be like you just it, it's okay you just gotta let them let it out and you stay calm okay you let it out you let them let it out and you stay calm and relax that's good advice it, it, it just everyone it happens but with both of us men and women mm -hmm. so that's something to that it was funny too because he'd make a little joke behind it just 
ear to ear, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how about you? Um, I had a mentor when I was in high school. His name was Ron. And he lived across the street. And man, he was like, he was, he's a lot older. He was like maybe in his 30s, late 30s. Um, you know, I was in high school and he was just, he was single. He was in the military. Um, he was a Marine. Um, he had his own house. He drove a Lincoln Navigator. He was smooth. Jeez. Yeah, he was smooth, <laughs> bro. Like, he was smooth. Like, and he just, he, he really taught me, like, um, I guess, how, like, the standard of how you're supposed to treat women. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, prior to that, like, I was running around just, I was being arrogant, you know, just being ignorant, ignorant and arrogant, you know, and even after that still. But I think, I really think that he was the one that kind of gave me this foundation of, of how to treat women because, you know, he was taking them out and, you know, like, cooking them dinners and, and you know, just doing all these, like, things for them. And, and just, and it was the way that he would interact with them, you know, like, they could be in distressed, you know, and Ron was always just cool and smooth and like, you know, nah, it's all good, baby. Like, you know, we'll hand. And I was just like, man, you're the man, bro. Like, you drive a navigator. Like, you're just, you're smooth. You know, like, you don't allow stress to just, you know, um, you know, just overtake your whole day. And that's just who he was. And he had always told me, like, I remember um, I was stressed out about something, about a girl or something. And he was like, he was like, you know, Daniel, he's like, everything always works out, man. He's like, everything always works out. That's why I don't stress. You know, he was like, we're not here for a long time. Just, uh, you know, just enjoy it, man. Just, you know, just relax. And I think about that from time to time when I'm stressing. I go, dang, like, you know, I think about just his demeanor and just how he showed up in the world and just who he was. And he was he was such a good dude, man. Like, you know, I, I remember um, we would throw these little block parties and he was always the one on the grill, you know, and he would just kick his game about how to treat women and certain things that he dealt with and what not to do. So that was the foundation of kind of how I got started and, and, and the change of, you know, my arrogance. How, how old were you again? I was like 16, 17. Yeah. So I was like at that age where I was, you know, dating and, you know, like in high, you know, it's kind of like your, your peak in high school. It's not reasonable, but <laughs> I mean, it's typical, you know, like, yeah, you know, uh, did you have other mentors? Anyone else to influence you? Um, my you uncle, think? I think my uncle, um, he helped me a lot. Yeah, he's always helped me with just life and relationships in general. Um, that's kind of it, man. You know? Oh well, you know what? See, this is the other thing. My best friend of fourteen years is is a woman. You know, so so she she would definitely shout out to Natalie. Um, she would just give me the perspective, you know, coming from a woman's perspective. And honestly, man, like she's been the most honest with me out of all my boys. She'd be the one to tell me, Daniel. That's what's up. Yeah, she'd be like, Daniel, that's not okay. You're doing XYZ. This is not okay. Like she would actually, she wouldn't even know a lot of these women, but she would argue for them. You know, like if I was if I was wrong, she would call me out on it. You know, and um she would just put me in my place and she would tell me what I was doing wrong, how I was doing it wrong, you know, where, where I could, you know, be better. Um, she's watched me fail so much, but she's always like, you know, drag me by the collar, like, let's keep going, you know? And um, so, yeah, I, I think honestly, she's kept me grounded, you know, through, through a lot of the turmoil. That's dope. Yeah. Um, something that came across my mind, man. I mean, do you feel that this is a problem for us, man? Like, 
should there be something created or built to help men out there more like to see a change I think so and I think that's what we're creating here you know I think we need a community of men where we talk about true divine masculinity you know and that's the opposite of toxic masculinity you know I'm talking about dudes that get together we talk about ideas you know what I mean? We talk about ideas, you know, what thing, what what issues we're dealing with, whether that's stress, relationships, financial, whatever, you know, and I, but I don't think that we, a lot of us have that space, you know, and the other thing, what I've noticed too is there's a stigma amongst dudes where that's almost like corny, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, Yo, bro, like yes. that's corny, nobody's trying yes. to be, nobody's trying to do that shit, and, and, and it's like, but it's like, why? It's a healthy thing, you know, to have a sense of community. You know, to have people that actually care about you and that actually want to help you, you know, versus having, you know, a few homies that will hype you up and go get drunk with you and not deal with your stuff, you know, and just make worse, you know, bad decisions versus dealing with it in a healthy way. Bro, it's just funny because um, <clears throat> we, me and Daniel on a vibe right now. I'm going to say this right now. <laughs> and he'll understand this too right now. We on a high frequency. Yeah. Before he mentioned corny, I was going to bring that up right now after you know, he explained what he was talking about. I just had one of my kids that I coach. Mm -hmm. He's 14 years old. Literally call me or text me. He's like, coach, I'm not doing, I'm not doing well right now mentally. Can, can, you, can you help me out? And I called him right away. You know, Daniel just said, you know, if you're not, you're, you're, you're corny. If you don't drink, get turned up with us, you know, mm -hmm. that's one way, mm -hmm. you know, of how you can be defined if you're a man or not. Right. And I'm proud of my boy right here, too. 14 years old. <clears throat> he calls me, you know, I have a problem. I won't mention his name. Out of respect, I hope he doesn't get mad if he does listen to this. But he, it's a great story because I'm proud of him, how he talked to me. Mm -hmm. But um, he has a girlfriend, young age. Um, and then that girlfriend had a group of friends that are his friends, too. And um, they called him up to see if... He, they go if he'd go with them to the mall to go steal. Oh dang! And he said, "No, uh, I'm not gonna go do that." And um, you know, he he did feel a little bad because he didn't step up to the plane and say like, "Hey, don't do that." But he's just a kid, you know. He he's, he's a teenager, still learning about life. But like we talked about it, and I told him, "Man, like, I get it. If you have feelings for that one girl, you know." Um, but understand the situation she just she put you in because she made you in a bad ma mindset. Like she brought negativity to your mind because now you feel bad because you could have stopped it. Mm -hmm. But you know, in the other way, I hope they don't make fun of you and call you corny for not going with them. Mm -hmm. Shame that, you. Yeah, and, I, and that brought up the topic where you know too, like if anyone's telling you you're corny, or you're not cool enough, just cut them off, man. Mm -hmm. Cut them off. Mm -hmm. And it's funny how you brought that up. And I was just going to bring that up. So that's what I'm saying. Like, damn. Yeah. Because like, it happens. It's, it's very it's very normal with men, you know. And it's very normal. I used to get that a lot, too, from my friends. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't party a lot during high school. My parents were strict. Mm -hmm. But once I turned 18, it was like, boom. But during high school, they were like, oh, come on. Let's go out. Man, I can't. Oh, you're lame. Mm -hmm. They still talk to me, but still, like. Words are powerful, you know. They they tell you something like lame, or you're not cool enough, or you're, <laughs> you're a B, you know what I mean? Yep. You know, like oh damn, man. And then you're getting mad at your parents, like ah oh, 
God, never let me do anything. Yeah. But now I realize, like, you know what? It's partying. Yeah, it was. You you have funny moments and good moments when you party, but then there's those bad moments, and you're just like, oh man, unnecessary stuff you needed in your life. So that's that's so beautiful, man. That like he 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 felt comfortable enough to come to you, you know. And I think we need to normalize that amongst not just men, but amongst everybody. You know, it's like if you're struggling or if you have an issue, you know, like we should, it shouldn't be one of these things where we feel like we're bothering each other. You know what I mean? Like, and if you do feel like that with someone, that person shouldn't be in your circle. You know, like you should, you should have a solid core of people that like, if something happens, you know, if you get in a situation like that, you know, and obviously there's boundaries with people, but you know, we should normalize going to people when you have issues. You know, so for him to be that young and to go to you like that, that's that's amazing because I wouldn't have done that, you know. Yeah, man. I mean, it's we don't see each other anymore a lot because of the whole pandemic happened. And then, you know, he's in high school now. So after eighth grade, they, you know, they they're involved with their high school coaches, not the youth coaches anymore. But, you know, his dad really came to me one time. I think it was like sixth grade came to me. He's like, Hey, can you give him a talk? You know? And ever since then, it's just, he'll come to me now and hit me up and be like, coach, can I talk to you? And he'll discuss his problems with me, the way he feels. And I'm telling him, Hey man, like I even told him like, man, keep calling me. Mm -hmm. Don't think that because I don't hang out with you. I don't want to be around you. And no, no, just understand. I'm, I got a lot going on. I'm, I'm creating things, but I'm always a phone call away. I'm always a text away. Like, and I told him, I'm very proud of you, man, for like, you know, doing what you did, denying not to go with them. And, you know, now you're expressing your feelings with me. Like, that's what you got to do, man. Mm -hmm. And don't hold it in. Don't hold it in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he thanked me and said he felt better after the talk. So it was, it's such a good feeling. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's such an amazing space, man. And, and like, you know, I can I can tell that you like when you help someone like that like you feel better, right? Oh yeah, like you feel, feel better. You know, I've been doing a lot of personal development and you know investing. I've been hanging out with a lot of millionaires, and like those people really taught me a lot. So I'm not no millionaire. I'm barely making enough, but you know I felt on top of the world because of the advice I gave him. Because that's how my mentors would be giving me advice, and I'd be like, "Damn, I feel like a a millionaire." That's a, that's that's expression, you know what I mean? And so that's how I felt with him. Like, obviously, I'm not getting paid for it. I don't care, but like, damn, I'm so happy and grateful. I got to help him out. Yeah, Ooh. and and I think I think that's that's a quality that me and you can agree on. Like, of what a man is, it's collaboration, right? It's not necessarily competition. I mean, there can be competition. It could be friendly, but that's a whole nother thing but but i really do think that we should be collaborating like that you know like we should be mentoring each other and helping each other versus you know oh well i'm gonna deal with this by myself you know like and and, and so for yeah for him to come to you like that you know that's a big thing you know um yeah because we all have a lot of friends i'm talking in general for everybody like you know you all have a lot of friends mm-hmm and, you know, you have those one friends you can really keep it real with you and they'll understand. And then those, there's those friends that you keep it real with them, but they don't understand you. So you got to be a little rough, more a little rough with them. Yeah. I have one of those and still doesn't understand. But my heart's so good that, 
you know, I still try to help them. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to give up on anybody. There is a point, though, you have to give up, though. Like, yeah. Someone want, doesn't want to take your advice and, you know, don't want to have negative energy around you, you know? Yeah, yeah but you're, you're definitely displaying well, what, what I feel is divine masculine nature, you know, is helping the youth and helping people around you. And, and you know, like, to, to be honest, like, growing up, I didn't see a lot of that. You know, I always saw men to themselves, you know, and like I said, it wasn't until, you know, I started being mentored by Ron and, and, and you know, my uncle kind of took me under his wing. That, that's when I started to see like, OK, there's collaboration that needs to happen. Um, so, yeah, like it's uh, it's great to see. You know, um, it. I think, you know, something I realize and what I've been told a lot now and when you hear successful people in general, you, you need to have a mentor. Mm hmm. So if you're someone that's listening right now and you're, you know, 13, I don't know, we, we looked at the numbers and we have it from 17 and under listening <laughs> to us, man, which yeah. is dope. Yeah. You know, 17 under, 25 and under and, and so on, so on. Go find yourself someone that can be your mentor, you know, not counselor, but, you know, someone that can just be your friend at the same time and listen to you and give you honestly honest advice you know so because it does help it does help yeah and pick and pick someone like i, I try to give people this advice like when they're when they're ser searching for a mentor because I've, I've talked to a few people about this and they're like well i don't know who to you know go to like how do you just choose a mentor and it's it's literally choose someone who you get along with but that you respect and that you would want to be in their shoes you know and i'm not just talking about like Oh, well, you know, I look up to this person maybe with their profession, but nothing else. No, you got to really look like spiritually, mentally, financially, physically, like you have to look up to this person, you know, and then just make friends with them. You know, if you get along with them, then, you know, just ask them things. You know? I agree. You know, don't look at, I mean, it's okay to look at it too, but I, I would, uh, my, in my opinion, I would say don't look for what they have materialistic. Yeah. Don't look for the material things they have. Look for more what they have mentally and spiritually. Mm -hmm. What they have to offer. You know, and most of the time, those people that are well mentally and spiritually rich in that aspect, they're rich in materials too. Yeah, they're usually really well off financially. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man, like that was, uh, man, like that was like pretty much like where my representation came from. Um and it's it's just it's it's so cool to see like the evolution of it, you know, from like our space and not being able to talk about that. And and I, I just think it's a beautiful moment how you're you know you're, you're you. like he's able to go to you, you know, like that's that's a really beautiful thing. Cause I've never felt like that at 14. I didn't feel like that. Did you did you feel like that? No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, man. I felt more like stuck in my emotions about like what how to be a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you know for those men out here listening um and also the ladies make sure you share with your friends share this message with your friends me and daniel really hyped about this topic yeah what what and where our representation of a man where it came from so thank you guys so much for tuning in to our third episode yes sir thank you thank you um if you like what we said or have anything to share or want to let us know what we can do better, reach out to us at a conversation of wisdom at gmail.com. 
also at our IG and Facebook at a conversation of wisdom. Um, yeah, we appreciate the support. Um, much love. Hope you guys have a blessed week. Thank, Thank you. you.